1: this turned a pessimistic game of thrones fan back onto game of thrones back in the house dragon i'm sure you're
2: not alone there's a lot of other people who i'm sure feel exactly the same right now
1: i'm willing to say it game of thrones is back Mm -hmm. it is back yeah i I was not willing to say that episodes one two three all the way up to nine i wanted to see how the season ended it ended great Mm -hmm. game of thrones is back Welcome back, everybody. This is Tudor Ramble. I'm Austin. I'm Richard. Wait a second. Hmm, What are you doing here? I'm here for the podcast. Well, Richard, this is a house... We're here every week. No, no, no. no. I don't think you understand. This is a House of the Dragon episode. Yeah, why can't I be a part of it? Richard, I don't think you watched House of the Dragon. I watched clips on YouTube. Get get out. (laughs) Get out. Get out. Everybody, this is Jordan. You might see a familiar face here. He was with us in episode one when we gave you that review. Jordan, welcome back. Good to be back. Good, of course, of course. Now, we just finished watching episode 10 of House of the Dragon, like, what, 30 minutes ago? 30 minutes, yeah. So it's really fresh, and just if you could explain one feeling right now of this is how I feel about the season of House of the Dragon, what would you say? Very
2: satisfied. Very satisfied.
1: I would say extremely satisfied. Extremely satisfied, yeah. You know what's weird about that? If anyone remembers our ratings from episode one, you gave it a soft eight. After episode one and Mm -hmm. two, was it just episode one? Just one, yeah. And I gave it like a six something. Mm -hmm. I I just want to get right into this before we even discuss further. Like, let's jump to rating. What would you rate the show right now after it's finished? Just so people understand how we're feeling about
2: this. Yeah, probably like a nine and a half. Like, I'm up there. Oh! Like, it was really... I think I told you, like, once it ended, I was like, this, we're back to peak level Game of Thrones quality. Holy... With where we were. With where it finished off.
1: Nine and a half. Yeah. Okay, so I started a six, remember?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I ended, I did the exact rate exist of here. Ended at an Mm
2: 8.9.
1: So, very high. Very high regards. I love it. And I don't think we're alone here. Because the reception's been pretty awesome. Have you noticed what what the general feeling's been from... sorry. From people...
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It got a lot better. I, it felt like as the season went along, um, it seemed like post like time jump, things really changed. And I think we'll talk about this more. But the first five episodes really felt like prologue. Looking back, like yeah. it was good. It was good, but it was a lot of build up. And then once they do the time jump, some people are kind of upset about the casting decisions, which again we'll we'll get into. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of the actual plot. And where the story was going, it felt like that's where things kind of floored, and we it 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 got better and better and better, and the the momentum built, and then like those last, I'd say definitely episode eight, which was an amazing, amazing episode, and then this last this finale, amazing. Those two episodes I'd say were just absolutely phenomenal.
1: Yeah, yeah, and a lot more people are watching House of the Dragon because Game of Thrones had such yeah it's such huge momentum going into house of dragon Mm -hmm. but season one of game of thrones averaged 9.3 million viewers per episode back Mm -hmm. in 2011 this last data i saw averaged 29 million Mm -hmm. so many more people watching it obviously there's a lot more momentum like i said but the game of thrones the final season had 44 million viewers per episode do you think by the time house of dragon has its run down there's going to be four seasons right Mm -hmm. do you think that it will reach Game of Thrones level viewership.
2: Yeah, because it seemed like more people were getting into it as it went along. Uh, I heard a lot more people uh, discussing it, just like in general, just general conversations these last few episodes. Um, Definitely more than when it first came out. So I I could definitely see a growing audience once word of of mouth spreads that, like, hey, here's some entertainment that's actually like good quality art versus some of the other stuff that's just out there, the content that is out there in television. This, because this is just more than just content. You know, this yeah. is this is actual solid storytelling with characters and emotion that is is missing in in a lot of television right now.
1: Absolutely. And what do you think uh, George R. R. Martin thinks about this season? Well, the, the author himself. The
2: author himself. I have a yeah. pretty good idea because he wrote Paddy Constantine, who plays Viserys. He plays King Viserys. King Viserys in the, show, yes. in the show. Wrote him and said your Viserys was better than my Viserys. George R. R. Martin said this. George R. R. Martin texted him that after he saw the episode, and for an actor to be told that from the author, it must just be it must mean the world. And it's and it's true. It really is true Uh, because the character in the books is different actually than the one in the show. Um, It's uh, the one in the show is obviously much more of a tragic figure. Yeah, he's torn between this this just longing to have uh, a, 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 a loving family you know, around him and, and to everyone just to sort of get along. And then the responsibilities, obviously, of being king and, and the issues around the succession. And in the books, you, there's similar, he's dealing with similar issues, um, but it's played off more of him as being someone who doesn't really care. He just wants sort of, um, he, he wants the problems to kind of solve themselves and he's kind of a drunkard. And, and so the the character's a lot less tragic than it is in the show. And a lot of that, I think, actually does go to the acting. Obviously, the writing probably has a role in that. I'm sure that they drew up the character a little different and said, we want to explore it a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but his acting, oh my God. Give, give him an Emmy for that. I mean, that was the most moving performance I would say I've seen in Game of Thrones, definitely since Peter Dinklage. I'd say it, it's... It, and if Peter Dinklage can get an Oscar, I think... Oscar? Emmy? Emmy, yep. Emmy Award. Uh, I think Patty Considine should get one, too. For because. playing King for, for, for Yeah, it's... It's such an emotional performance. See, you notice
1: mm-hmm. everything you just did there has brought insight to the podcast. This is something that we don't get when Richard's sitting there, you see. So we just got some insight, some knowledge, some knowledge bombs just came. So I think people appreciate that. So mm-hmm. he Constantine, Consta yeah. Constantine, the actor who plays King Viserys, got the text message from George R. Martin saying, you literally played my character better,
2: yeah, better than yeah.
1: I wrote my own character. Mm-hmm. I'd cry. I, I don't know how he reacted. There's, there's no better compliment to an actor. To hear absolutely that. not. Yeah oh wow okay so the big question then before we get into the specifics of how we felt then season one game of thrones versus season one house of the dragons mm-hmm. it's just such a natural conversation yeah. we gotta say we gotta have mm-hmm. it what do you think
2: they're very different uh because obviously the main thing is the time jumps uh, yep. separate this from game of thrones game of thrones did not have you know a lot of time in between episodes it never had casting changes in the middle of the season uh they
1: did between seasons, but not yeah, yeah between, not in the yeah, middle, and, not at all.
2: Yeah, it's it, it, and this it was jarring to a lot of people. I know when it went in episode six, a lot of people were were turned off by the show. Actually, like I looked at it as I saw episode six as a positive turning point in terms of the plot, but a lot of people said, "Oh, we're, we missed the old." you know, uh, Rhaenyra, you know, we had gotten used to her. Millie Alcock. Millie right? Alcock oh, yeah. I, I loved her as she was an actor. Oh, she oh, was so fantastic. good. Yeah, I, so, so good. I really I, came I, around it. Cause I remember in the first podcast, we had talked about her mm-hmm. and I said, I wasn't really sure, you know, she was, I, yep. yeah, by the third episode, I really had, I, I saw her, uh, as Rhaenyra and losing her. It, it, it stunk. And I, and I, 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 I don't know how they could have kept her. I get it. Cause you know, by the, by the, Last episode, that the, her, her children, her sons are so much older. I get it. It would have been awkward for her to be acting with these people who are pretty much her age playing her children. It would have been tough. Oh,
1: man, I miss her. Uh, oh. Yeah,
2: because she was great. Um, so, but, so you have the time jumps that kind of make it structurally different from the first season of Game of Thrones. Um, I, and I think, again, I talked about this in the first podcast. What yeah. this has going for it that the first season of Game of Thrones did not have is the world building. You could tell in that first season... Part of it's probably because of the budget. Um, they're they're trying to figure out exactly what just the cities look like. You know what what are people wearing? It's and it, it in in terms of world building, that's that's a very important thing. So for a show to to not really have its um, to not sure, be sure exactly what everything looks like and what the sort of world looks like. Um, it's 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 a it's I want to say it's a problem because just something you have to figure out. But that's an issue that this did not have because from from the first episode, I I, I really thought that this show had a, a very good picture of exactly what it looked like and what the world was. Obviously, because they had done eight seasons of Game of Thrones before, yeah, it, so they, they had yeah. that going for it.
1: Yeah, Game of Thrones um, is building a house. House of Dragons expanding a room. Exactly. Yeah. Did you like that analogy, by the way? That's a beautiful analogy. Richard hates oh my, my analogies. God. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> That's touching. Thank you, sir. Yeah, okay. Sure. But yeah, so House of Dragons already has the house built, so they're yeah. they're they're adding like a sun room, this and that, and they're doing such a great job with yeah. it. The thing that I have to commend House of Dragon for doing is there are not big battle sequences. There are not epic. You don't have a Battle of the Bastards. Neither did season one of Game of Thrones. But to me, how, tell me if you agree. But House of the Dragon is as if you took Game of Thrones, cut everything except for King's Landing. And just heighten the focus on all the politics and all the dialogue oh, yeah. and all the intensity and all the character relationships.
2: Definitely. This is a lot more focused than Game of Thrones was. Yeah. yeah.
1: And for someone like me who. King's Landing was my favorite portion of season one. Mm-hmm. I don't. Some people may say, like, oh, I like the and stuff, which is good. But King's Landing was the most interesting and integral part of the story. Yeah. And so this just emphasizes that. And I'm so glad uh, that the show, at least for me, came around because mm-hmm. I was really. It, I was one of those hesitant ones because Game of Thrones season eight hurt me deeply. We've, we know this. People know this. Mm-hmm. I know this. But this turned a pessimistic Game of Thrones fan back onto Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. back in the House Dragon. And I'm sure you're
2: not Thrones. alone. There's yeah, a lot no, of other people who I'm sure feel exactly the same right now.
1: I'm willing to say it. Game of Thrones is back. Mm-hmm. It is back. Yeah. I, I was not willing to and, say that. Episodes one, two, three, all the way up to nine. I wanted to see how the season ended. It ended great. Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones is back.
2: That's what shocked me most about this was it went from being a show that I thought was good. Yeah. um, the, The feelings that I had in that first episode were pretty much consistent through the first five episodes. I thought, like I said, it got better after the time jump. That eighth episode... Just took it to a new level, and then it did eighth not... episode.
1: For those who don't know, that yeah. was the episode where v- King Viserys dies. King Viserys dies. Yes. Yeah, it's the
2: whole the whole so dinner great. scene, and there, there's the there's the con- controversy over who's going to be the next heir of uh, Dreadmark and yeah. uh, uh, Driftmark. Sorry, and and then this finale was just fantastic, and they kept it at that level. So these last three episodes to me were like peak level Game of Thrones. Yeah, and, 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 and that, like I said, I, I love that that this season. Just ten episodes went from being good to, in my opinion, great. It really did reach that level.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Now want to get into specific categories here, breaking down the show. The first one I want to throw by you, characters. Mm-hmm. How do you think the characters were? Were there any that you dislike? Any hot takes here with some criticism on characters, or is it generally
3: my rewards tell them to oppose the Durban marshall credit card bill save
0: big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: I wouldn't say there's any I dislike. Um, I wouldn't say they don't, I would not say they rise to the level of Game of Thrones in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Obviously you have your favorites. Damon, I think is a fan favorite. No shocker I, I there. Damon. Um, yeah. Eamon, I think really by the end got to be a, a, a a really great character, too. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him in season Aemon, one eye. One eye, right. one eye. Aemon. There are
1: so many characters that I, I try to remind myself okay, it's Amon, there's Amon and Aegon, there's yeah. the twins. Hey, yeah. the
2: succession crisis happens because of the confusion with like That's wrong Aegon, I mean. yeah. wrong Aegon <laughs> <laughs> being the you know, so yeah. obviously, yeah, even the show's acknowledging there that, yeah, there's 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 too many names that are the same and similar, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, uh, I think it's tough to judge Rainier because you got two different actresses, obviously, uh first one we always said we loved um I, I think by the end i was on board with with, with with the second one um
1: i think i was on board with every character by the end yeah there it, wasn't one that i thought did a bad job
2: and that's what i'm saying i don't think that there was one that i can point to and say that's a weak spot there's mm. there's no weak spot it's just one of those things where it's like it's it's tough because game of thrones had that Tyrion character you know it had yeah. Tyrion. it had daenerys early daenerys uh, but so it had those wonderful characters, and I, I, it, it would be, it's tough, and it's only been one season, so we'll see. Maybe season two, um, it, we'll, we'll, you know, maybe some of the characters would go, yeah. go places there. But um, oh, if of, you don't mind me jumping in on that, yeah.
1: If I noticed season one of Game of Thrones, as gray as all the characters were, mm-hmm. there were still like that Peter Dinklage, John Snow, the Starks. There were still clearly honorable people that you could really root for. Mm-hmm. In this season, Mm -hmm. it's even more gray. Yeah. I don't think there's one character you could point out that doesn't legitimately have a serious flaw. Oh, yeah. no Serious flaws. (laughs) We're we're rooting for incest this whole entire show. It's nuts that there, there are serious flaws with every character, no matter how good or bad they are.
2: Yeah. It's no, yeah. n-
1: it's nuts to me.
2: Yeah. Well, you get that with Damon. I mean, Damon. You go from one scene; it's you're in love with him, and then the next, he's doing something just absolutely horrible. And yeah. let's be honest, you're still kind of in love with him. But it's that's. <laughs> but that's one of the things that makes he Game of Thrones amazing. You know? He gets yeah. stuff done. He chops so. off heads. He that does. Was,
1: that was so gory, too. That oh my god! Multiple times. You know, I'll, let's jump right into cinematography These characters I think are all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, before we jump into that, mm-hmm. actually, real quick, uh, character wise. Is there a top-tier character for you? Would you? I mean, Viserys. King Viserys. Viserys, I think we're in agreement. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I get yeah, that, that. I don't know what else can be said there. Yeah. Yeah, he was by far the most emotional character, um, and it really, he really got me by the end. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so cinematography, mm-hmm. the visuals of the show, mm-hmm. beautiful.
2: That Beautiful. Especially in the finale. That, uh, the storm sequence was so well done. Um,
1: the dragon bite as well? Yeah. With no, the storm the, sequence?
2: And the, the, the visual effects really... Uh, I would say they. I don't know if I want to say they got better because I don't think it's you know they're really, but yeah, that last the finale, the dragons were all just fantastic. There was not a single time where I looked and said that looks kind of fake. That looks like CGI. The, I, there had been a couple scenes of that earlier in the show, um, but that finale, they in terms of the special effects, they they sold it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and I think there was some game that the producers or the directors, or whatever, were playing where drink every time there's a woman giving birth. Because there must have been how many scenes throughout yeah. that, and the last scene is was the miscarriage mm-hmm. with Rhaenyra, and I couldn't—I was having trouble yeah. look through the screen. There, away. It's the cinematography is so gory and mm-hmm. brutal and good. And again, it's just—it's nothing flamboyant. It's nothing too grand. It's just people speaking or people going through birth or just <laughs> these real scenes. You're yeah. not—you're not getting your big battle sequences, and that—that's so impressive to me.
2: Exactly. No. And the music.
1: What do you think about the music?
2: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And but there's no shocker there. No, I mean no, it was, no. it's, uh, and I loved the Rain speaking of the music, Rainier. I guess you I guess it's Rainier's theme. Um I love. Uh I don't know if you if Rainier, it's coming to I, mind. Yeah, it plays sometimes. I know they played it it. I think it's um I don't know if it's at all if, if it plays at all in the like the first episode. I know they had, they had touched on it a couple times and then it's this it's what's playing when she gets crowned.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, you know okay. what I'm talking
2: about? And it plays a couple more times in the episode and it had played Badass previously, the but the, yeah. Oh yeah. no. So the music is top notch, but again, no shocker there. No, no yeah. shocker.
1: What did you think then about the dialogue overall? Because mm-hmm. have you read, you have read the book,
2: correct? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So now, I'd have now. I read. You have now read uh, yeah. the book. <laughs> yeah. So
1: is the dialogue in the show similar to the book? Do so they stay very true to it because yeah. from a, a from a standpoint of someone who hasn't read the book, mm-hmm. the dialogue's like stellar. Mm-hmm. It's it's it as is. if it's from George R. R. Martin himself. Yeah. So is that very accurate to the book? It is very
2: similar. I'd say it's more accurate than the dialogue from uh, Game of Thrones, oh, especially as the show as especially as the show went along. Because uh, I, I think more and more you could tell watching Game of Thrones what what was George R. R. Martin dialogue and what was uh D D yeah. and you could kinda of tell the difference. It's not a knock against them, it's just they had a very distinct style of writing. Um here it felt it felt pretty true to the books based on what I had read. I kind of I had sped read the books these past few weeks because I wanted to nice. try and get in. And so, uh, but yeah, no, I, I dialogue-wise, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I, there were times I remember in, 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 in the last few seasons of Game of Thrones where I got really just taken out of scenes because of the dialogue. Yeah. Where it was just like they were literally repeating repeating lines. And I, I literally... They're
1: running out of lines. Yeah, probably. they were
2: running out of... Especially like season eight, half the dialogue just repeated lines from like characters just saying stuff that they had from previous seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, obviously, especially the... Um, when they're planning out like the war in the final episode, and they're around the table, that yeah. was all really well done because they have to try and tell the audience exactly what's going on without confusing them. Right. I thought they did a really good, a really good job of that. And again, so,
1: the cinematography, the yeah. the fire beneath the map—that
2: was something we all uh, we all were like cool. when that happened. It's like I said, like we're gonna you gotta get one of those now. Oh, like, like, that's on that's, now. that's gonna be on Amazon <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Now with uh, the trouble that Game of Thrones had. Was they were adapting an entire season into sorry an entire book into a season, Mm -hmm. which is typical. Whereas, if I'm understanding this correctly, this book is being adapted into four seasons. This one book is turning into four seasons. Exactly. So it seems like you will have a lot of time to delve into mostly everything that's in the book, making this like a very very close adaptation.
2: Yeah, exactly. At least that's what George R. R. Martin said. He said he said he wants uh, 40 episodes total. Um I could say there's, I could see there's probably enough for that they might try and add some stuff here and there. Okay. Um but yeah, based on where I where I'm reading at they're they're on track for for four seasons.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So then plot-wise should we expect any more time jumps? No.
2: Okay. <laughs> I know. Mean, okay, they're done. i
1: will losing more of characters, no. I swear. I no, the, swear. the time
2: now the time jump really was uh, I I guess I think there was, there was first five episodes uh was sort of setting up and building up and a lot of people are going to look back and say well why didn't they just start with you know the cast like why didn't they just start at episode six and but i think in in hindsight it was important for them to sort of build the build the characters i think it was just because it was it was in the middle of the season people didn't expect that because you have shows like the crown where obviously they, they have casting changes in between seasons and it's not a huge deal um, it was here. Just it was just jarring because it was in the middle of the season. It's like, wait, what? And some people didn't know it was coming. So. That
1: was a risk. Th- I like that risk, though.
2: It's risky, and and at first I was like, should they have done it? And then the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah. I mean, it's it's in terms of telling a story, I think it's fine. I mean, you have a lot of movies out there that have time jumps in the movies. Some of the best epics of all time. Mm. You have casting changes, you know. Um, so it's it's something that we've seen before. I just don't think we've seen it in television because television usually you. you You know, you you draw it out because there's so much time. There's never really been a need before to to have a time jump like that. But I could see for this, because they really would want the first season to end with the war actually starting, you kind of had to do that. So you want to start telling the story. If you're telling a story over, I guess it would end up being like a 15 year time span, I think is what you're dealing with here. Something like that. Mm -hmm. 15 years, roughly, maybe a little more.
1: I'm not uh, in like oh yeah 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 1520.
2: I, I think it was actually probably 20 years. Yeah, okay. something close to like 20 years. So if you're dealing with that sort of a time span, you you don't have a choice. You have to kind of uh, make those casting changes, especially because you have people who are who go from being children to being parents of people in their 20s. Like you have to you have to change it.
1: To me, it makes it feel so much more real. Yeah. The history behind it. You now know how they acted as kids and the blood, the
2: feud between them, which
1: feels all the greater.
2: Exactly. Because you didn't really get that in Game of Thrones. You just had stories about like, where did the feuds come from, you know, and and as the show went along, you heard more and more. But now here, because you've actually seen where they're coming from, it makes what you're seeing all the more dramatic because you know where, you know, that these two people, you know, Rhaenyra. And Allison used to be like really close friends and like yeah. childhood friends. And now their their kids are going to be killing each other. And that that makes it so dramatic. You it know? does. Yeah. And,
1: and I love that they have all the money they need. It's, mm-hmm. I believe, $20 million per episode. Sounds about spent. right. So yeah. $200 million for the whole season, yeah. which I guess is nothing compared to Rings of Power. But that's another story. So you have $20 million per episode. So you mm-hmm. can get all the actors you want. You mm-hmm. can get... As much as much you want to put into the CGI, which has been incredible as it well. Has. So if they do a time jump again. Which I love the dragon right.
2: pit, by the way, from the last episode. You know what I'm talking uh, about? The, During, oh, the, the, with the coronation Damon. sequence. The coronation scene, you know? Yes. Because they, they do it it, in the it, dragon it, pit. I thought that was so well done. It was yeah. very well done. Yeah,
1: I guess all we have left off then mm-hmm. is just emotionally. Mm-hmm. We, we've really delved into a lot of our feelings. But going into season two, are you... More excited now than you were when the season started, of
2: course. No question. Yeah, no question. No right? question. I, it, the the uh, I, the the emotional, I guess you could would call it, like catharsis that I went through in the later episodes was something that I did not see coming.
1: And you gave this a nine
2: five. Yeah, nine five. I was highest I, of praises. I, highest of praises. Virtually perfect. I mean, because the last few, I, I the last few episodes, which to me are the most important ones were just pretty much perfect. As I thought about that, I went through, and like, there's there's really nothing you can change in this last few episodes. A little, little nitpicking things here and there, but especially, like I said, episode eight and episode 10, those two were just peak level. You can give me in the best of Game of Thrones. I would put those up there with them. Holy crap. Yeah.
1: That This show has wowed me and amazed me. So yeah. I'm on board. And... I mean, you're going to be coming back next season when we review of this, of course, yeah. okay? Because yeah. you'll have the book knowledge, you'll have the non-Richard stare, like I'm more comfortable, it's great.
2: So. <laughs> just chiller set overall, yeah. See,
1: yeah, it's just great. All right, that has been our review of House of the Dragon Season 1. We loved it. We hope you loved it too. Uh, comment down below, leave a subscribe, leave a like. Thank you for joining in. And that's Jordan for now. We'll see if he comes back for, for another review. No, don't you dare, Richard. <laughs> don't come into screen. Oh my, we have to end it now. Goodbye. No! No!